Hi guys, so my voice sounds like this because I have COVID. Um, it's honestly kind of amazing that the only time I leave the house is to go to therapy or last week I went and actually got my booster shot um, and still was able to get it. Like legitimately the only um, possibility for where I got it from is like one of the Lyft drivers that I Lyft Uber drivers that I take to go to therapy or honestly I think the highest probability is that the Lyft driver that I took after I got my booster shot done I didn't realize until we had already started driving away from the hospital that where I got the my booster um that he wasn't wearing a mask which is like a very dangerous decision honestly for someone to make doing that sort of job like you're like no matter how I feel like with lifts especially when you do that as a job even though all of them usually have like hand sanitizer and stuff like that out for people to use um and some of them have like plastic and stuff to make like a barrier in between the front and back seats to try to protect that from happening there's only so much you can really do when your job is to have strangers in your car um for like at least somewhat of an amount of time every day like all day and to do that without wearing a mask when especially when omicron is so um is so prevalent right now is so contagious that just seems like very almost like testing fate so I feel like that's who I got it from which is super ironic because like of course like 20 minutes after I get my booster shot done I would end up getting a lift that would end up giving it to me <laughs> but I did get the booster so there is that I feel okay like I took off today and tomorrow um it took me it took my therapist pointedly asking me you're not working through this right like you're letting yourself rest and me having to tell her that no I have been working through it because I'm really bad at taking time off of work when I feel like physically sick I do that so easily when I'm when I need like a mental health day now but I've learned through the last couple this like week that when I'm feeling physically sick I still like feel a lot of like guilt and don't want to allow myself that even though it makes sense <laughs> um especially with working from home and stuff I'm just like oh I'm just, I don't even need to leave the house to work so how can I justify doing that when I can physically do it but it's like but I don't have to especially like my work has COVID hours built in but like I couldn't I haven't gotten, like, a PCR test results back because I don't drive, so I had to get one sent to my house, which takes longer for them to get the results back in. Um, but I trust the rapid test because it turned positive after literally three seconds, and um, all of the symptoms that I have are in line with COVID. So, you know, there's that. Um, but, yeah, so uh, that happened. Um but I am finally resting, and of course today, the day that I first day off of work, 
where I am more rested. I've been, like, feeling better. I've been coughing a lot less and things like that. Um, and it's also, if I was exposed last Thursday, that was a week ago. Um, so it makes sense that I would start to, would slowly be starting to feel better. Although, that being said, um, it's, like, still uncomfortable is the word I'm going to go with to think that I've had two vaccines and a booster shot and they're still like super congested like this and coughing and stuff um like it's scary to think how bad people feel that aren't vaccinated that's that's generally terrifying um people I work with are some people that are just like scared of the vaccine and that misinformation has really helped them and they've talked about having like horrible ache like achiness like aches and pains and feeling nauseous and things like that like I think it's interesting that every person who has it sometimes people have different symptoms than other people but like I haven't really had any of the aches and pains really like a little bit but it's also the winter time, so that's also just normal for when it gets really cold, which it has been here. But nothing like that's bothered me at all, and I feel like the vaccines and stuff is the reason why that hasn't affected me in any way. <sighs> yeah. Um, but despite all of that, I wanted, since I'm home and I'm just relaxing, there was actually something that I wanted to talk about. Um, something, another random, you know, media kind of discussion subject, like I like to do on here to not talk about my life for a while. Um, so lately on like TikTok and stuff, I've seen people talking about, um, Euphoria and I I don't, I haven't watched Euphoria. Uh, I feel like I'm too old. (laughs) Um, but I understand, like, why people like it so much, um, but, like, I've seen a lot of, like, discussions of Euphoria, like, asking, like, why is there so much sex scenes or so many scenes of people doing drugs, and it reminds me so much, so much of the exact shit that people used to say about skins, um, like, over 10 years ago at this point. So, uh, I was talking about skins with, with, I got, like, some comments on TikTok of people asked, wanting to talk about skins, who had, I think, recently just watched it because people heard about that show after people brought it up as a comparison to Euphoria. Um, and so I wanted to talk about that show because it was one of my favorite show and like that show was like my absolute favorite tv show um I loved it so much and then it just like crashed into like something that makes me so sad in a way that like honestly nothing else ever has um and it's interesting for me now to like talk about that stuff because like you know skins has been off the air since like 2013 it's been almost 10 years now, and, um, and it's been longer technically than that, 2013 was when they did, like, uh, 
a small additional like season with like some fan favorite characters to try to make people happy that weren't happy which didn't work because those episodes also sucked ass (laughs) um but so it had been like a couple years before that since like their last generation um aired so um it's been a while like the fan whatever fandom that skin like there was fandom for skins clearly fandom for everything that's popular um isn't is not wouldn't be around anymore like skin like this is gonna like take some people back or make people who are young feel realize how old i am but in like 2010 um i'm pretty sure sorry, there will be, like, intermittent coffee and like that, um, was when I joined Tumblr, and the reason why I joined Tumblr was because people that I was friendly with in the Skins fandom, um, was on Tumblr. It was, like, a brand new website that nobody even really knew about at that point. It was, like, hardly anybody used it, um, but that's why I joined was because of people I liked or who I was friends with in the Skins fandom was on it. Um, but anyone who did, who was part of, like, the whole, all of the kind of behind-the-scenes stuff that happened on that show isn't really, like, you know, it's been a really long time since all of that happened. And so if people are watching this now, it would be a lot harder to find that information because a lot of it happened on, like, Live Journal, which most people who are young don't even know what that is at this point (laughs) um or on like message boards that probably aren't even like functioning websites anymore um so i figured i would i could maybe talk about some stuff um this is about skins in general but particularly generation two particularly what they did to freddie And if you've never watched Skins before, you should not listen to this at all. Because this will have huge spoilers. But if you have watched it, you are going to listen. Because you're probably going to want to know my perspective. Because you know what that, what I just said means. (laughs) Um, But just in case you've never watched it before and you want to know why I still want to talk about it. When it's been off the air for over 10 years. Um, or at least Generation 2 definitely has. I think that generation ended in, like, 2011. And it's been over... It's been 11 years since it ended, and I still think about it sometimes. So, um, the general idea of, of, like, skins was a really cool, like, unique idea, which is why I always... Why I really liked it a lot. Which is that, um, in the... For American audiences in the UK, um, actually, I don't know if it's for all the UK countries, I at least know in England, when they, the way that they do, like, schooling is that they have, like, basically the version that we have, um, for high school and stuff until they're 16, and then the last, so, like, our last two years of high school is what they call college, and then when so it functions a lot like how we see actual college like they go to like a college they they choose what classes they want to take and depending on 
um, what they think they want to do. And they, like, have to go to classes on their own. Like, it's not like a thing like high school where your parents or where, where they would, like, call home if you don't show up or anything like that. It's, like, up to you with how much you show up to class and how much effort you put into, like, the um, homework and tests and exams and things like that. And at the end, you they have to take, like, their terrifying exams. They take that, their levels, their A-levels, um, that I know from watching this show and a bunch of other British TV. Um, it's called something else, like GS, GCSSEs or something like that. But it's basically this, this terrifying exam that they all take when they're 18. And, like, depending on how they do on that exam is kind of, like, the score of what you get on that exam is um, kind of where you can try to go to for, like, university, which is what they consider to be, like, college for the rest of us. Like, watching this show made me wish that we did that, like, that the, um, that, like, the last two years of high school was, like, this college version, like, that the last two years of high school, we could, like, you know, take classes that are more, going towards things that we're interested in and having to be more independent so that it wouldn't be quite as like a shocking it still is like a shocking change when you leave like your like when you move out of your parents house and everything when you're 18 but it wouldn't be quite as bad because at least for school like the like going to class and like having to be in charge of yourself and doing your own like having to study on your own and do your homework and having nobody check to make sure you're going to class or doing well on the exams and things like that wouldn't be quite as a hard transition because you would be used to doing it um but like so skins is during those last two years and it's a group of friends and everyone on it does drugs and they show like as explicit as they can really when it comes to sex scenes um the thing with skins that I really liked at the time and I still do is that all of the people the thing that is special I think about it was that all of the actors on the show were like plain people that they were actually the age of like there are no like people who are supposed to be 16 but they're actually 29 years old every like part of the thing of trying out for this show is that you had to be between the ages of like 14 to 16 um or like 16 to 18 that was like the oldest you could be to try out for the show you had to actually they wanted people who are actually like teenagers to depict to be like playing these teenagers which meant that they had to like work around like um minor like you know, rules when it came to, like, being in sex scenes and things like that, um, but I like, I really like that, and, like, all of the actors on the show were completely unknown, there's no famous people at all, a lot of people from the show have, like, gone on to become, like, celebrities and have careers in entertainment, um, but they, none of them were, like, they were all just, like, they all, they just had, like, massive, like, tryouts. Like, anyone could show up and try out for skins 
and it was kind of one of those things where they had a great job of like picking people that had that had like clear talent that if they knew that they worked with like a real crew and stuff like that that they could um they could make something really great and um so part of fun of watching the show with like the cast was that most like the cast was always like pretty close because they all basically like lived in a hotel together like a bunch of 16 17 18 year old kids all living together basically in a hotel um like filming together doing school together like being together all the time like there are like little like groups or whatever but there are people within from skins that like still see each other um on a regular basis 10 plus years after they stopped filming because they just were able to always keep in touch since then um but okay so the two people that created skins was brian esley and his son jamie and um i was taught someone (laughs) someone on tiktok the other day was asking about like um freddie and effie psychologist which like for anyone who watched the show you know you know you know so i wanted to talk about this because this still feels like an intense fever dream (laughs) wow that sounded horrible me trying to laugh just then um because there's a lot of like i think one of the hardest things when you really 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 love a show and like i'm not kidding i fucking loved this show so much um like i looked forward to it like i forget like when i started watching it um i like i remember because usually how shows like this happen is for me is that i would like hear about something happening for a while and people would talk about it and they would always love it um And then at some point, usually what would happen is, like, right before, like, a new season would start, I would finally just, like, catch, like, watch it to see if I liked it so that I could catch up to it, um, as it was airing. And so I, like, watched, like, the entire show. Like, the other thing with this show to know, um, just in case anyone is listening to this who's never watched is that they do generations so like they'll have like a core they'll have like a core group of the kids for two years so generation one is season one and two and the thing that i really liked about this show is that like every episode is just like a different like the title of every episode is just a character's name and that means the episode is from like their perspective And that, I found, was, like, really creative and really cool because there's always, like, those, like, predominant storylines on shows like this as it is on, like, most shows. But it also means that, like, even if you were, like, the kind of big thing that, like, people in fandom talked about a lot that got a lot of attention, there would always be episodes that were focused on other characters that had that those, those, like that, like, big dramatic storyline, those characters would barely be in those episodes. And because you were focused on this other person now. So it was kind of this, like, really cool thing where, like, basically everyone on the show got to be a main character at one point or another. 
you got to see like different people's perspectives you got to see the characters from a lot of different like perspectives and things like that that usually just don't happen on like just on like the basic way that like shows like this tend to go so that was like really cool to watch um it was just really unique and it just gave you like a very unique perspective for just everything that they were doing and like the argument with like why is euphoria so in showing so much sex and blah 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 like i said that it reminded me of skins i won't go too much into that other than to say that like shows like this i feel um do that to like not only because it's easy to do that with teenagers because teenagers especially when you're like um especially with skins like them being like quote unquote in college like on their having time on their own for the first time they would be doing stuff like that like partying and things like that like everyone does that when you go to college like american college for the first time so that makes sense but it's also like an external way to kind of show um like the pain the isolation um the heart really hard parts about being that age and how hard it is to kind of go through all of the maturing and everything that people do at that time and particularly when i think about skins they like have them all like doing drugs and having sex and drinking and all this sort of stuff so much it's like so much in your face that when you're watching it it's just you become completely desensitized to it and when i think about it (coughs) and when i think about it in that way i feel like they're doing it as a way to almost show trauma um because you know when you're traumatized by something it seems normal to you (coughs) it's not like out of the norm for you to be doing anything like that and you don't notice that you're doing things that are harmful to you that you're harming yourself or being self-destructive or hurting other people around you you don't realize that somebody is hurting you because it's just normal for these things to happen and so I personally think at least for skins that's why they did that so that they could they use like the substance abuse stuff as like a backstory to like have an excuse to like really dig deep into these characters psyche because you already seen them kind of doing risky like behavior that could go badly um and so it was easy for them to then like be able to dive super deep into these characters personalities and their background and their families and their and like the trauma that they were experiencing in their lives or whatever it happened to be when we already saw them doing things that weren't the weren't the that could mean that they were being kind of (coughs) self-destructive and so like watching these characters like use and stuff like that for so much where you don't even it doesn't even like register after you've watched like a season of it that they're doing that because you're just so used to it it kind of mimics that experience of when someone is going through a lot of trauma but you don't realize how bad it is until you 
tell somebody else about it or something like that. That's what I feel like they're doing. It's like they're almost like getting you desensitizing the audience to that so that we like will be will just go and just like dive deep into like all of the kind of big like things that they tackle because like it's very normal on skins for like a character for like a couple to like get together in one episode and say like I love you in like the same episode and or like an episode after that and like things like progress very quickly and I think part of that is because they have because if there's two characters in like a relationship like Freddie and Effie were like the relationship for me um they there's two of them they're only it it's only like guaranteed that their story like their relationship is going to be the focus if it's one of their two episodes so it means that they only have two episodes of usually like an eight nine ten episode series run um to like kind of tell their story so if you kind of introduce like this over sexualized um like this kind of exaggerated world where they're doing all of these things that makes it where you just kind of accept <coughs> these things easier then they can like have characters like have these super deep connections and love each other and have you as the audience accept it faster like that's the way that I see it as anyway when it comes to skins and I think that euphoria is likely doing the same sort of thing um but I can't really say because I don't watch that show sorry um but to talk about now like the the stuff that like devolved with like generation three or generation two not generation three sorry guys with generation two with like Freddie and Effie um I'm not even kidding that like this behind the scenes thing was the worst that I've ever experienced on the on a show or anything any media at all ever um I don't think that I can ever experience anything worse necessarily uh, like just because of how bad it was um and I honestly don't know how many people who would watch it in the last 10 years would even know about all of this backstory because um, I don't even know if some of these interviews are even out there for people to read anymore because of how long ago it aired um, and if anyone would even be like googling that stuff to even fi be finding out at this point you know um, but essentially we like anyone who watched the show saw like that Freddie and Effie got together and so like um when I watched the show uh I loved I always loved Freddie um I saw he was definitely a character that I saw a lot of myself in and the way that like when I watched the show was when before I was like my dad was still alive then so I wasn't dealing with anything but um I understood what it was like feeling like disconnected from the people around you and like having friends that you had known for a long time but didn't treat you well but you didn't know how to like stand up to them because you were afraid to do that 
because they were also like your only friends because you were really introverted and you and felt weird around people and you didn't know how to talk to people um like that's I very much identified with Freddie because of that like a lot of people who watch the show for the first time thought that his episode in season three was boring and it was because of that because every time they would do something and he would he would be back in like his shed like smoking and then they do something then they go back and they still they'd be like what the fuck and like most of the other episodes were characters doing like these wild things and so in but that's like why I like always loved him was because he was not that person he thought about things a lot he had he clearly had a lot of like anxiety he um he like didn't get along with his dad and he like clearly had hit like cook was is like the worst person in the world and he's still one of my most hated characters of all time and cook also treated him like garbage as a friend he just cook reminds me a lot honestly of like the friend that i finally stopped being friends with last year um who i've been friends with since i was like nine years old like the kind of friend that like just expects you to go along with whatever they want to do and when you actually say no I don't want to do that they're like they get so angry at you and just start screaming at you and yelling at you and calling you all of these horrible names to try to get you to change your mind to to give in to do what they want you to do um and so you end up just doing it so that they leave you alone and and then the other side is that when you do finally like stand up for yourself then they suddenly turn into like the victim of oh feel bad for me this friend that I had for a long time isn't being nice to me like because I'm going through a hard time and they should just deal with me being the worst friend um because I'm sad now even though I've been like harassing them saying being like at least emotionally and verbally abusive towards them for years and not paying attention to anything that they need I should just drop all of that because now they've decided that they're sad um so I always really identified with Freddie and Effie like it was very obvious that she had like I always thought it was so like so funny that there were people who watched Skins who like genuinely was surprised that there was, like, mental health problems with Effie. I was like, what show have you been watching? The very first time we ever saw her, like, the first two years she was on the show with the first generation, she did barely spoke. Like, the first episode she was in, she didn't... The first season, she only spoke one line and was going out all the time. Like, and in the second season with her episode, even when she spoke she had it was about her having like one friend that she was basically using and that she was used to being able to just manipulate people and get them to do what she wants them to do and like the whole thing with freddie was that he didn't do that like that she was so used to just knowing what to do to like get to manipulate people and use them however she wanted um but Freddie was like, no, I don't want to play these games. I just, I really like you for you. I don't like you because you're a pretty girl. I don't like you because I just want to have crazy sex with you. I like you because of who you actually are. 
but like that was terrifying for her so she was self-destructing for most of season three and like trying to run away from that because it's scary to be vulnerable with someone and um have to trust somebody and know that you're opening yourself up to being hurt a lot and especially when it comes to like her having mental health problems when you are um trying to find a way to put this when you're open with someone like that they see all of you including like the parts of you that um are struggling that you don't usually show people and like the whole thing with Effie is that she was like putting up this persona like she was like the manic pixie dream girl like mysterious party girl who had no feelings who could never get her heart broken um and all these things when that was never actually true she was a human being of course she could but like she put up that front like she was for so long and then Freddie was someone who finally came along that had and that was enough for her to drop that front but then she had to actually feel all of the emotions she was dissociating from for all those years for like when because all those years she was like drinking and partying and like manipulating people and all that to avoid feeling all of the things that she wasn't happy with in her life so it made a lot of sense for her to have those like I was not surprised at all I think it's so weird that people were when they watched series four um the main thing with series four is like freddie's episode series four is like i don't even i don't even have words for it like i haven't watched it in so long because it just made me cry every time i watch it because it was so beautiful and it was so hard to like watch like that the fear of like knowing that someone you love needs help but being absolutely terrified of them going to a mental hospital because your mom killed herself when she was in one is just such a real fear that people would really have it's um it just like cut so deep and like seeing him in that episode put his entire life on hold and just doing all of these things to try to help her and um and just to have her do it to try to attempt anyway um and then her going into the hospital and there not being anything he could do about it and just being like so distraught like I like I said I hate cook so much but like that scene at the end of his very end of his episode when he was going to burn himself and cook stopped him and he just had a mental breakdown in front of cook but cook was the one that could be there to like hug him and like he could break down on him was like an amazing thing and honestly that scene of like when he was thinking about like putting his hand in the fire because he was like am I real am I human is this real um like am I a person what is like the closest to how I felt when things were like the absolute most when I like thought about doing it when I was younger too or even a couple years ago when I was thinking about it that's the kind of feeling that it was it wasn't like like I was in a lot of pain but it was also like I'm dissociating so much and I'm in so much pain 
this doesn't seem like like this can actually be real I feel like I'm in a movie right now and I need to almost like do something like that to myself to almost prove to myself that I am a real person um so it was very real it was very emotional um like at the end of that episode pretty much everyone who watched the show was rooting for Freddy they just wanted him to be happy after what they saw him go through and like everything he did in that episode to try to make her happy um that episode just basically showed that like the two of them loved each other a lot and um and that they were good for each other and like yeah Effie was like scared and she was dealing with things because she wasn't hiding from them anymore because she felt like safer around Freddy but that doesn't and he was there like always trying to he was doing all the things that you should you would want someone to do for you in that situation he was trying to help her get the help that she needed um even though he was terrified of it in the end he still ended up having to do it and so the fact that the show went from that to a cartoonish therapist that made her forget her emotions like a villain in the worst horror movie you've ever seen who then contacts freddy when she's asleep to and says like hey come by so we can talk and come up with a treatment plan because um because he that doctor can tell that freddy is important to her and that not only is that but like that he um could see through what he was doing to her and uh murders him as the end of the episode was like i don't even like it was almost traumatizing especially because the end of the episode ends with like the noise like the noises happening of hearing somebody get beat um and like seemingly blood like splashing on the window like i was like what is this is skins this is like a dramatization that's supposed to be about people growing up and like romance and love and friendship why is somebody suddenly getting murdered there was like no like it was just so out of left field it didn't make any sense at all none none no sense was no sense was had at all in that episode um it felt like a fever dream like there were some like think the thing about that scene that episode that is so hard um when i think about it is that like the scene like without the wackadoodle ending like that episode was absolutely bonkers like the idea of a therapist that would just like basically brainwash you i don't remember where i was (laughs) um oh right sorry my phone cut me off essentially what I was saying was um the last scene and like the when Freddie and Effie were like when Freddie helped her get back to like the hospital um that was like a really great like scene for him as a character like Skins was really great with giving like kind of characters like these arts they usually threw the 
their generation, like their two seasons on the show, they would make like some some big time like character development would happen. They would move forward. And so like I was saying before, one of the things with Freddie that he really struggled with was like standing up for himself and for other people around him. Like he used like he used to never stand up to cook and would just let him bulldoze like anyone around him and him and just uh never stood up for himself or anybody or said anything was like he was so scared of like making a decision almost and like moving forward with something that like making a choice that and like sticking with it and not like immediately questioning himself after he did it or being afraid of what other people would think about what he wanted to do just doing what he wanted to do even if other people were not okay with it or if it made cook unhappy um and so like when he got her back into like the hospital away from the horrible doctor like the horrible doctor guy showed up um to try to talk to her and freddie could like knew just from like what was on her face and then what she said and what he was saying that he was like who the fuck are you like i'm pretty sure he actually said that the doctor who the fuck are you and um just the things that the doctor was saying he could tell that he was like the therapist that messed with her and then he could also tell that he like he was just he got that like feeling from him that he knew that he wasn't somebody you know good um and so he go- he told her to get the fuck out like he literally told him to get out and to and that he was not going to she he was not going to see her anymore and um it was like this really big moment for him like for both of them as characters honestly like Effie and Freddie because Effie was like um, letting herself, like, really feel, like, all of the things that she'd been avoiding, she wasn't dissociating through anything anymore, and she was finally, she had, like, somebody, um, besides her, like, her mom was at least around in that episode, and Freddie, and Freddie was somebody who loved her and was willing to, like, always stand by her and help her and be there for her, um, and, um, and so she finally had, like, that support she'd always been looking for, and he was able to, like, you know, be more confident in himself and stand up for her, stand, and stand up to people that maybe he wouldn't have already and was willing to, like, kind of deal with the consequences of doing that, and of course, because Jamie Britton is fucking insane, his version of dealing with that was to have the doctor murder him in cold blood because he did that. But, so, like, if you take out the fact that Jamie Britton is crazy, um, who is the writer of that episode, that was a really great story. If, the, if like, the episode would have ended there, like, without the crazy ending, and then they would have gone on to whatever they would have done in the finale... I would have been so happy with the show, and I think that most people's problems with it wouldn't have been that bad. But that's not what they did. That's not what they did at all. <laughs> um, so the backstory with, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff is essentially 
Jamie Britton, like I said, is one of the co-creators of the show. His dad um, and him created it, and he came up with the character of Cook. He thought that Cook was, like, the coolest person in the world, even though he was absolute trash garbage. And um, it was just very clear that he liked Cook the most. And it's one of those things that, like, you shouldn't be able to tell who, like, the creator's um, favorite character is. That's not a good sign, if you can tell that. But it was really fucking clear with him. It was very, 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 very clear. Um, and so after the, sh- after the season was done, um, other writers, like a lot of people on Twitter and stuff were asking the writer, um, the, one of the writers is the one that came up with Freddie, and he wrote Freddie's episodes in the first and second season or no, I think he wrote him in, he wrote Freddy's episode at least in the first season, and he wrote a couple other episodes in, um, the second season of their generation. I always really liked his episodes. I can't remember the guy's name right now, but since he was the one who came up with the character of Freddy, a lot of people were asking him how he felt about the season after it was over, and, um, he was telling people stuff, and, some of the things he said was basically that, like, Jamie Britton, like, right away said that, like, he was writing Effie's episode in series four, that nobody else had the chance of doing that, and it, and he himself said in interviews that the reason why he did that is because he wanted to, um, he didn't like the idea of basically Effie being an actual person, he wanted her to be the manic pixie dream girl, the mysterious girl who didn't have any emotions, could never get their heart broken by anyone, who could never... He had this idea in his head that Effie could never be in a happy relationship. And literally nobody else who wrote for the show felt the same way. And even if you're one of the people who created the show, you can't control how everyone else writes. So everyone else wrote like this beautiful storyline for her and Freddie and all this character development and all this stuff this beautiful story that people were really invested in and he was like no you don't get to do that so he wrote his episode um and he basically his thing with that episode was he wanted to find a way for them to not be together anymore because in his mind, Effie could not be in a happy relationship together with anyone, for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, I honestly think it was just because he fantasized on to her and didn't like the idea that she could actually be a person and not just be, like, a sex symbol for him to look, think about. Um, which is really gross to think about with the actress, Kaya Scottolario, who is still in... Um, uh, who is still successful in movies today, but, you know, that's the only other thing I could think about. (coughs) And, um, she, anyway, so his wackadoodle idea about her was the first script he wrote for that episode, the scene in her episode in series four, when she starts, like, freaking out, she's, like, running away from Freddy, she, like, runs out onto the street, 
and a car and you see like headlights from a car be in her face and she like almost the person like almost hits her and then like freddie runs up and is apologizing and is like i'm really sorry and da, 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 da. and then um and then she like um or no wait cook is i think cook is the one that's there oh yeah that's when like cook tries to take her oh my god this is like i swear to god this is like dissociation at its key the fact that i forgot that in that episode cook her takes her cook takes her out on a date when the doctor made her forget like everything made her forget who she was and who freddie was and everything that he <laughs> i'm remembering this now that like cook took her out on a date knowing that like freddie was like and freddie was like texting and calling him asking if she, he if she had if he had seen her because he was really worried about her knowing that freddie was in love with um effie and they had been together for like a long time at this point he took her out on a date when she like didn't said she didn't remember who he was and even if he thought that she was like just playing with him the fact that he did that um and was like fine to do that just like showed how much he didn't care about fred it was it was yeah that i remember in this now that was fucking gross and so of course she like freaked out when she was on like the date thing with him and started remembering stuff and was like begging him to like take her take her to freddie's house and that freddie could help her and that freddie um and that she needed help from him and all that and so anyway during that scene in the in the episode when she like runs out onto the uh into the street and the headlights show in her in like her face and stuff in the original script um jamie Britton wanted her to be struck by lightning during that scene and die literally can you imagine effie stoneham every every person who watches the show loves her She's been on the show since Generation 1. And Jamie Brayton writes an episode where she gets electrocuted by lightning when she's running outside trying to get away from Cook, who's, like, um, basically sexually assaulting her because he hasn't, she has no idea who she is or who he is and gets struck by lightning and it just dies on the spot. Like, that is the most... That's ridiculous. Like, holy, holy bejesus. Um his dad read the script the other co-creator of the show and was like are you on like on serious drugs like what are you doing we can't kill effie that way what the fuck um so then he oh he's like okay fine and so he wanted to find a way to break up freddie and effie but there even he admitted that it wouldn't make sense after the episode that they had of freddy's in that season and after the last like year and a half almost two years of build-up at that point because this episode is the last one before the finale so their generation is basically almost done so it's been almost two years of build-up of this relationship even he could not he knew that it wouldn't make any sense for the two of them to break up then like that neither one of them would want to break up with the other one so instead he was like well my dad won't let me kill effie 
So I guess I just have to have a way for Freddy to die. And instead of it being like a... And the thing about Jamie Britton, too, is that he is such a, like, a petty-ass bitch that, like, I honestly think that he was, like, annoyed that people didn't... Not everyone loved Cook or, like, were, like, falling down at his feet to, like, kiss his feet about how amazing Cook was because he thought Cook was, like, the edgiest, most badass, most amazing character that anyone's ever made up or met or could conceive of in their life. Um, And didn't like the fact that, like, that Freddy was there, that people loved him, that people, like, really loved him and Effie together, and that they liked that relationship more than her with Cook, and, um, and that that was, like, the story of where the show was going, and that the audience really responded to it, and, um, I don't, I think that he was just very petty about that, and so, because, like, he didn't give a shit about Freddy, that was, like, that's, like, the main thing, because he could have, like, found a way for him to die in a way, like, you know, like, Chris did in Generation 1, he died with, like, this, this condition that he had that we didn't find out was, like, a genetic thing, um, but, like, he died from it, it was a very sudden thing, but it was natural causes, and it was still completely devastating, but we saw all of the characters, like, mourn and process that loss and, like, try to move on from it as best as they could, like, there is a meaning to him dying, there was an effect for him dying you felt the loss you grieved with all of the characters on screen like there was a meaning for all of it but none of that ever happened with freddie um because jamie Britton didn't give a shit about him and so he wanted him to die i think in a way where nobody would ever find out about the fact that he died and so that he would because he didn't actually care about how any of the other characters or anyone else felt about him he (coughs) he didn't care about that character so he didn't and he didn't like almost he didn't almost want anyone else to care about him he just wanted to find a way to get him out of the picture so that he could be happy with the idea that effie would never ever be happy in her life ever for god knows what reason and so he killed him in the most ridiculous way possible where he was murdered by a cartoon villain. <coughs> so, sorry, I took a break to cough. <laughs> so, um, the thing that was really hard about this whole thing with Skins when I was watching it was, or for everybody, really, is that they never, t- they, no one ever finds out that Freddy's dead. And, like, within the canon, like, Skins universe... No one ever finds out besides Cook. That is, like, horrendously awful. Like, Freddy is, like, a missing, a permanent missing person. Like, the finale um, of Series 4 is so bad. It, like, doesn't even feel like a real episode. It feels like, it feels like a real episode, but it feels like... A t- the first half of a two-parter you know like you feel like 
there should be another hour after that episode is done or there should be like this that is like the cliffhanger leading to the actual finale next week it doesn't feel like that should be the finale it just is very like nothing is really decided everything is like the things they focus on in it is like super weird and random and it's just really awful like imagining that one of the co the two co-creators of the show like jamie Britton wrote effie's episode his dad wrote the finale that they wrote those two episodes and thought that they were fine and were absolutely fine with the idea of murdering an 18 year old by a by someone who is supposed to be seen as a therapist someone that you're supposed to trust and nobody ever even finding out like so what it's like what was the point of doing that because like on everything else I've ever watched where something horrible happened there's been at least some point or something to something like that happening even if I don't like it even if the point that they're making I really don't like there's at least something that can be taken from it because other characters on the show find out and we see them react to it we see them grieve we like can kind of go through the process along with them even if the where the show is going you don't like what they've done you can at least accept it because it's happening on screen but like jamie Britton literally didn't want anyone to care about freddie to even want to mourn him he didn't care about him at all he just wanted to get rid of him so that Effie could never be happy again for the rest of her life and her and like Cook could be Cook have like this moment of him becoming a murderer too apparently killing that doctor and never bothering to tell anybody else what happened like it's like the epitome of like obscene selfishness for Cook to have him find out that Freddy is dead to kill the person who killed him when that is absolutely not what an 18 year old would ever do no matter how angry they were that's just not how people react to things like that especially if you think you're in the house with the person who did it you'd be fucking terrified um but even if they did try to attack the person the idea of him just like leaving like not calling the police not telling anyone not telling his family like that entire finale episode like Karen and Effie are the ones who want to know where he is like Karen is basically bullying the shit out of Cook the entire episode up in his face screaming at him where is my brother where is he he would not just leave town and not contact anybody. Like, that's not what he's like. So where the fuck is he? He would not miss his birthday. He would not just not come back. He would not just not talk to Effie. He wouldn't. And, like, they're, like, the only two that seem to actually remember who he was. Where to know that he wouldn't do those things. And But it was just, like, it didn't matter. They didn't care. And literally, like, 
So this amazing thing happened with, like, Skins fandom. Like, I'm not going to pretend. There was, like, nasty, like, ship wars when it came to, like, Cook and Effie and Freddie and Effie fans. Um, a lot of fans who loved <coughs> um, Cook hated Freddie and vice versa, pretty much. Um, I think you can understand why I never liked Cook. Uh, because he was objectively awful to pretty much everybody around him. And I think the people who liked Cook were just so in love with the idea of someone who was, like, the edgy bad boy. Um, and didn't like someone like Freddie, who was an actual good person. (laughs) Who was, like, trying to help people and be a good friend and not just be, like, a real ridiculous delinquent. There's also, like, this very, um, kind of gross thing that was happening where, um... Jack O'Connell, who played Cook, was the oldest actor out of the entire group. Like, the oldest you could be when you were cast on the show. you The oldest you could be when you tried out was, like, 18. Him and Luke Pasqualino, who played Fred, uh, Freddy, were both, like, 18. And, um, but, like, Jack was, like, the oldest by a little bit. And, um, Jack and Kaya, who played Effie, were, like, dating in real life for um like a year or so for a while when they were when like during series three when their characters had a lot of scenes together they were actually dating in real life and then um fans you know heard things and um kaya eventually said things in like interviews after series four was done and the show was done that like um, he basically, like, cheated on her with some people because he was being a ridiculous guy, and, um, so there was some, like, toxicness in, like, the fandom from, like, fans who had a hard time separating Cook and Jack O'Connell, the actor, and so there was a lot of people who, like, who, like, shipped Cook and Effie, but I felt like they were basically just shipping the actors because like when Kaya like started dating somebody new and um and like or even when she just talked about the fact that they broke up and they were rumors that he treated her like garbage like a lot of like happens with younger people when they date especially considering the fact that like she was like one of the younger ones on the show um like she was like 16 when everyone else on the show was a couple years older. So just because of how young she was when she started doing the show in Generation 1. So it was kind of like one of those red flag moments when I look back at it now that her and Jack O'Connell even dated at all because he was a few years, like, older than her when the age gap thing around that time can be kind of not the best. Um... So, like, a lot of fans acted like, like, it was weird. Like, they were, like, mad at Kaya for her dumping her boyfriend who was cheating on her with other girls. It was so weird. There was a lot of, like, transference between the characters and the actors. Where, like, a lot of, I feel like a lot of fans of Cook and Effie actually just liked the idea of the actors dating and then just... it's like they couldn't separate the two and so that was kind of like a messy situation that was hard to watch like people 
gang up on the actress because the actor that you think is good looking for the last couple years um was a really shitty boyfriend um but like one thing that did happen after the finale aired because the finale was so bad that like it was one of those like amazing moments in fandom where literally everyone was united in how much they hated it like in generation two it was like the couples were like freddie and effie or if you liked cook or in cook and effie or emily and naomi everyone hated the finale because nothing for any of them was decided barely any of them got any time on screen at all it was ridiculous um nobody liked it everyone hated it all of the like critics who talked about it hated it they all felt like it was super lackluster and really disappointing and the thing that was so hard with skins of course is that like each generation gets two seasons there's no like more seasons the next season they're already planning to move on to a new generation so like this was it with these characters like you can't there's no guarantee that you're ever going to see them again and to think that that was like their ending episode was just so sad um so like right after the finale aired all of a sudden there are all these rumors that um there was going to be a skins movie like you know when like tv shows will do like one-off like like hour and a half two hour long movie specials um like uh like how doctor who does like a christmas special and an easter special and things like that all of a sudden there were rumors that skins was gonna do a movie and that it was gonna be set on generation two going to like an island on vacation and like from a fandom perspective it was absolutely hilarious how everyone except for like people who loved freddy um suddenly tried to like find ways to enjoy the finale and not think that it was as bad as they thought because they thought that this movie was going to happen and that that they were going to be able to see their characters again but like when your favorite character was just horrifically murdered um it's like well i can hope that I doubt that in this episode, like, the only hope we had was, like, maybe in this movie, they would actually show that the characters knew that he died, and we would be able to see, like, his family and Effie and his friends and everyone, like, grieving for him while focusing on whatever else, and, like, showing, like, Effie being able to figure out how to, like, be stable and um, figure out on, like, that healing path of being able to be happy one day um but i'm gonna tell you right now i don't think that they ever planned on ever actually making this movie um because nothing ever came from it i think that they made up that rumor um they like you know did that thing that sometimes people do to placate their fans because they knew that they were going to start by this time just from how like filming like filming with british shows is really weird where they like they'll like film things like a year before you see it in on like tv and a lot of times they'll film the episodes like out of order a lot of times on american shows 
they'll just film it like chronologically but on a lot of british shows they they don't do that i don't know why they just don't um so there's usually like a significant amount of time between when they filmed it and when like we as the audience are seeing it on tv um so in between that time like they had already started casting the new generation generation three um i did try to watch it but i just couldn't do it i watched like the first two episodes and was like the most jaded person in the world and just assumed that the character that i liked most from those episodes was probably going to die and i like still followed i was friends with people who still watched the show so i would ask them what happened and i would read like people's reactions to it and uh, the character that I liked in generation three did end up dying <laughs> um but a lot people's enjoyment of the show never completely um recovered after the end of generation two I think that honestly think that how they ended this just kind of like you know that thing where you like see the person behind the curtain like when you can see like decisions being made because you can tell that the writers just wanted to do a certain thing it takes it like you lose like all the magic that you have and you don't start thinking in ways of like this is what the character would want to do you can tell that they did this just because the writer wanted that to happen to make it easier for them to do their job um like the ending of of series of series four really did that for a lot of people where, like, when series, series five was generally good, but, like, series six, people could just see the same patterns happening again, and well, some of the same sort of things happened. It wasn't quite as bad, but that's not saying that much, but, like, it still was very disappointing from what I've seen that from people who, like, watched that generation completely through, um, because it just, it was always kind of, it just showed that it was one of those sad things where you could, like, we really, really loved this show, and the writer, the people who created it just weren't as good at writing as we thought they were, and I also think that they just got, like, so wound up in their own bullshit of thinking how cool they were, um, like, Jamie Britton specifically, um, and that, like, nobody could pull him out of it and it didn't matter if everyone in the world told him that he was that this was a horrible idea he was not going to listen he was just going to do what he wanted and basically self-destruct and ruin this like show that was like beloved by people like people loved that show so much before this happened um so yeah so i think that the rumors about the movie came around because they were trying to find a way to keep to keep us as fans because everyone was so angry at the show after generation two they had to do something to make people even want to stay around to try to give generation three a chance and they already were like casting for it and getting ready to film it and stuff so they had to do something because like in other interviews, like, Jamie Britton has straight up said that he has no idea, like, what the plot would have even been for that movie. Um, 
and all this stuff and it's like you're the creator of the of the thing even if you're not the one writing the movie which he wasn't um like there's no conceivable way that you could have not known or not had any idea like you're the co-creator of this fucking thing they're not going to be planning on doing making a movie or doing anything with it unless you say that it's okay and unless you've given the sign off on it there's just no way that he wouldn't have known so I think that that like is what really convinced me as time went on that they never planned on actually doing that I think that was just them trying to find a way to placate us as fans after we were so so upset by what they did with that generation um so they did series generation three and then they did series seven and series seven was two episodes of cassie from generation one two episodes of cook and two episodes of effie and it was like this um, it was really exciting when they announced this because like like most like I when I looked at it I was like okay Cook and Effie getting episodes maybe we'll see like that they'll actually maybe they'll they'll actually get to see like them grieving Freddy that maybe we'll find something out we don't have to make anything up like off screen because like as fans we all just basically had to rely on like fan fiction and what we thought happened like we had to like imagine what it would be like for freddie's dad and his sister to find out that their brother was and son were dead right after they lost their mom and their wife and like to find out like how effie would have dealt with the person that she the only person that she trusted the only person that she really loved that she knew would always be there for her being killed by her fucking therapist um like all we like you knew how horrific that was going to be and like and that and not even to say like how cook would handle that or jj or or like um um emily and like katie and like all of them um like that would be really hard and it was it was so frustrating to know that we would never get any sign of that on screen that it just never happened well then the the episodes came out cooks was him being basically a degenerate where he was like working for some drug dealer just like breaking the law doing stupid shit being like the worst version of himself basically like he was on the show and there's some girl that he was like interested in and was treating like garbage of course because it was cook and during the i didn't watch his episodes you cannot make me watch cook ever but um i saw some clips from it from fans that um shared it for people like me who like refused to watch him who said that in his episode he did say he finally like admitted that he killed like foster that he killed effie's therapist in that scene um but the thing that was horrific about that is that he admitted that he killed 
her therapist and then said that he just like left town and never came back and never told anybody and that was it and it was just and like part of the thing with the episode was the girl trying to tell him like um maybe you should go back home and him being like I'm never going back there and like I think that the girl in the episode didn't even know his real name and it was just like the two episodes were basically like Jamie Britton acting out this fantasy of him being like a super tough like edgy guy who like lives on the edge of the law and does all these crazy things um but it was horrible to imagine that that's what happened that cook killed this guy that killed his best friend and then just like left town and never told anybody else what happened and then in effie's but it was true because then effie's episodes are awful she's like a receptionist working at like a hedge fund like around super rich people something that she would never want to do and like um Naomi and Emily are in her episode but she like is treating being a shitty friend to them basically it's just it's horrible watching it's like her just regressing like tre- like cheating on with someone and making decisions that will hurt her doing the kind of stuff that she did before Freddie was around. Someone in the episode, like, makes a comment about, like, if there was anyone she ever actually cared about, and she says, basically, like, there was someone, but she basically says something where she basically says, like, I, um, like, there was someone, but they don't want to talk to me anymore, something like that. Like, it became very obvious in the episodes that she thought that Freddie was alive and just, like, left town and just didn't want to talk to her anymore. When in reality, us as the audience knows that he's fucking dead. He was murdered for trying to protect you and you don't even know and you just think that he doesn't like you. But that's not it at all. And that's why I say that this whole thing was the most painful because, like, there's other people that have died and other things that I've watched that I've been really upset about but at least you see like the characters processing through it um but there's none of that like because like the thing with Freddie dying was always the thing that everyone was so worried about was like how is Effie gonna react to this she's already struggling with her mental health and now she found out that this person that she the first person that she ever truly loved that she was able to be vulnerable with that she could trust that she knew was always going to be there to help her and loved her pretty much unconditionally like her family her parents weren't really around like that she didn't feel like she could trust other people like that to find out that like that person in your life is now gone because you're because of your therapist that this therapist that you trusted took that person from you that is that's so traumatizing that's like 15 traumas on top of each other (laughs) um and so like the whole story just felt it that's why when that's like what I say what I mean when I say that like the finale never felt real because it felt like that is like the huge thing that is like the reaction that everybody was waiting to see because that was like the thing that was like the big thing that we knew would happen 
but we never got to see it happen. So it was like, everyone's always like, it's almost like you're on the edge of your seat waiting to see the shoe drop, but it never drops. And you're just always waiting there and you just never get to that point. That's just all it is in skins. And like, they're never going to fix it. It's been so long now. There's no possible way for them to ever do it again. Um, But it's just so sad that they did that, that like, they set up this beautiful storyline just for one person to completely destroy it and not even care enough to even give that character like the time they deserved after they've been murdered to like finish out their story to have the people around them even know that they're gone like it was like he just wanted to erase him and I think that's the worst part it's just like why Like, even if you hate that character and you don't like them, they're still a part of the show. And it's, like, it was so horrendous. Like, that's the thing that makes this whole thing so bad. It's, like, it's not even that um, he died. (coughs) It's just that it never went anywhere. It'd be like... um, I'm honestly trying to think of something to compare it to. (coughs) Like, imagine in Harry Potter, for instance. Like, one of the deaths at the end that I'm still not over is the fact that she killed Remus and Tonks. But especially Remus. I really loved Remus. Um, Imagine if we as the audience see that Remus and Tonks died but for some reason nobody else in the books ever found out and so they would be like looking for them but they would never find them and we would always be wondering how they like what would happen (coughs) but we would never get like that closure or like what if um on like Doctor Who when like like imagine on Doctor Who when like um when Rory originally died during like the time when Eleven was the doctor and Amy forgot who he was. Imagine if like there was never those little bits where like Amy seemed to almost remember that he was gone but wasn't aware of it. Imagine if she just like never brought him up ever again and he never came back and that was it and you were just like what was the point of her being in love with Rory all that time if you're never even going to show her being upset about anything after that even with even though on that show there was like science fictiony reasons why she wasn't remembering him her body was still like crying she was still upset but like what if like um to go farther like what if like um Like, what if he went when she went... I got a better one. Like, imagine, like, the ending episode with the pawns where Rory is sent back with the angels. And Amy is just like, okay, I guess I'll just stay with you, Doctor, and we'll just keep traveling together. And she doesn't go back to try to be with him. She doesn't try to get back to him. She just moves on, never mentions him ever again. And nobody on screen ever brings up the fact that he was around. No one ever talks about the fact that he was there and now he's gone. 
and if somebody brings him up they're like oh yeah he was here but now he's gone but we don't really care and it's like the one there's like one or two people in the in the side of the room screaming about it but nobody else is paying attention to them it just would never happen like that's ridiculous but that's what happened on this show and I think it's like amazing of how much this show really affected me and how much I really loved it like I really 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 loved this show so much I used to watch it like I used to like like during the fourth season I like used days off from work I would ask off of work on days when it would come out so that I could be at home watching it live because I loved it that much and um like I really really loved the characters of Freddie and Effie especially and I don't I don't think I've ever recovered from the fact of how badly the two of them were treated it like after that it was just like okay well this is literally as bad as it can get like no matter how like and like other characters I've loved have been mistreated like Bucky was treated like garbage by the Russos and the MCU in general before they did Falcon and the Winter Soldier but even with him at least he wasn't murdered off screen by a cartoon villain and then basically and nobody ever found out like the only actually I feel like the best way to describe that to compare that would be like if Bucky had like you know been dusted like he was but Steve wouldn't have seen him disappear and he we would have ended the movie with him looking for him wanting to find out if he was alive or not and then we start up the next movie and we and nobody mentions if Bucky is alive or not so we're sitting there at the end of our seats as the audience wondering if he's okay or not until the very end when we find out that he was actually dead that whole time and we'd be like <clears throat> what the fuck why didn't you let us see like Steve being upset about that like that's the closest that can it can ever get but it's still never quite as bad as this um because at least in the least we did see Bucky come back him and Steve at least had one scene together we at least saw like Steve touching like the dust that was his body and grieving him and just being devastated at the end of at the end of Infinity War like skins is special never before have i ever had i've ever watched something where a character dies and the other people on the show never even find out that that even happened much less them being viciously murdered (laughs) (coughs) all right i'm done talking about this now i could rant about this forever this is going to be such a long episode i apologize for the coughing and stuff but Skins makes me so upset. I had to talk about this when since I was thinking about it. 